Hello. Hello. Spooky season continues. Mm-hmm. What do we have to talk about today? Get Out, Jordan Peele's 2017 horror masterpiece. It's also a social commentary and a comedy at the same time. Was that 2017? That was like, okay, this is the crazy thing about Get Out, is Get Out was a February, like a February-March movie, which is like the most overlooked Oscar time ever. The Oscars never go usually farther back than like, if you're in August and you get like a big Oscar award nomination, you're lucky, like super lucky. They tend to forget anything that was before September. Why? Because it's just so far away, they just forget, like, these movies exist. <laughs> but doesn't... Shouldn't that be the thing they, like, check into? Yeah, but that's not what happens. Because the voters, they just, like, you know, they just pick what they just... Whatever movies they think is whatever, that's what they, that's what they write down and vote for. And then they create the lists off of what is what of like what gets the most hits on the list that these people create so oh yeah so if all the voters forget a movie that was incredible that came out in March then that movie's not getting an Oscar nomination well that sucks or it's not even getting on the short list to be Oscar nominated so but like what if that's the one that deserves it more than everyone else then uh then oh well <laughs> that's, that's a weird system but okay yeah, yeah even when boyhood boyhood was a weird one because that was a june movie mm-hmm. that movie it was insane that that was even like it's surprising that that movie was even nominated or remembered but it was also like three hours long and like had a really interesting thing because it was like filmed in like over 12 years which is like the same amount of time that the movie takes place so it was like that movie had a lot more going for it I guess right because it was like nobody's ever thought about filming a movie over 12 years before and then putting it together so you can literally watch someone grow up so sounds I remember you telling me about that one, and it sounds really interesting. Well, we should we. That's a movie we'll have to do for this show yeah. because that's like a that movie was like that movie was like changing my life a little bit for a while. Uh-huh. That movie blew my mind. That was also like in what is the probably the greatest year for movies I've ever experienced, which was what year was this? Twenty fourteen. Uh, like every movie that came out that year, there was like no bad movies that year that I like remember. There was like the Lego movie came out that year. Interstellar came out that year. Birdman came out that year. Whiplash came out that year. Um, Captain America, the winter soldier came out that year. Guardians of the galaxy came out that year. Edge of tomorrow came out that year. It was just a, a really, it was a, it was an exceptional year for movies. Dang, there was something else nominated for the Oscar. There was, 
that that was just crazy. That was like a year also where like nobody knew what was gonna win Best Picture, mm-hmm. because it was like Whiplash, Boyhood, and um, Birdman were all like. Everybody was like, this can literally go any way. This is insanity. Yeah. And then, like, Emma Stone was nominated that year. Michael Keaton was nominated that year. Freaking Patricia Arquette won that year. There was a lot going on. It sounds like it was a busy year. It was. And then the next year, freaking Star Wars came back. It was nuts. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Star Wars came back the next year, and then it was like, after a 10-year hiatus, Star Wars is back to... That was such a... 2014 to 2016 are like my golden age for movies. Yeah. When you talk about it, yeah, it sounds like it. Those are like the three years that I was like, oh, everything is happening. I was like, this is what it means. Like, Like, the next year, it was like Spotlight and the Big Short... And then, like, and then there was La La Land and Moonlight the year after that. It was insane. Anyway. Oh, that's true. Anyway, anyway, anyway. We're not here to talk about those movies. No, maybe we can talk about them, you know, later on. We'll, we'll watch some of them. We, we should have, like, a special show where we watch, like, a bunch of movies in preparation over a course of time. Mm-hmm. And then we'll have a special show where we talk about, like, the best movies from certain years. We should do that. That would be cool. We should definitely do an Oscars episode if we can both, like, watch it. I mean, you can also read the nominations, so there is that, but we'll have to do that. Anyway, get out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we spent six minutes talking about everything except get out. We spent 11 minutes talking about everything except get out. Oh, well, on the recording, it's six minutes and 20 seconds. Oh, oh, okay. Anyway. Brief get-out summary. Uh, I don't remember the names of the characters for this movie. <laughs> um, There's white, white chick and black guy. <laughs> hang on a second. Get out. I got it. I got I'm, Google in front of me. I'm going to um, look it up. Chris and Rose. Right. Yes. So, brief get-out summary. Chris, a black man, goes to visit his girlfriend Rose's family. Chris, played by Daniel Kaluuya, and Rose, played by Allison, what's her name? Williams. Allison Williams, who will never, ever, ever be able to date a black man ever in her life after this movie. Absolutely not. (laughs) That will never, ever work out. And um, they go... They go on a trip to visit their to visit her family, and very quickly, in the in the trip, Chris realizes there's something very strange about these rich white liberals who he is spending time with, and yeah, then weird, creepy stuff starts to happen. It's pretty obvious, like right when they get there, that something is not totally right about that place. No. <laughs> you know what I really love? On the way there, what was really interesting was um, when they hit that deer. Yes, that was. That, like, I remember, so the first time I saw Get Out, I was like, that movie is all right. <laughs> and, like, uh-huh. I wasn't really into it. 
Okay, actually, let's first impressions. You just saw this movie. I'll talk about my Get Out history afterward. How do you feel having just seen Get Out for the first time ever? Um, I mean, I kind of already knew basically what it was about going into it, so I wasn't totally surprised by a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot was definitely really creative. Or I don't know if creative is the right word, but I, um, I like the storyline is what I'm trying to say. It was a lot more intense than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Which I should have expected it, but like I didn't for some reason. Yeah. It was it was a very interesting movie. Very interesting movie. With like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. No, I would say thumbs up. Like I would probably recommend this to other people. Ah, okay. I also like this movie. It I had to grow to like this movie though. Mm-hmm. I didn't like really start liking this movie until I saw it at the Best Picture showcase like like literally a year later. So it was like a whole year had passed since I had seen it cuz I saw it like right when it came out. So why didn't you like it before and then what made you change your mind? I don't know. I guess it wasn't that I didn't like it before. It was just kind of like I'd I saw the movie and I kind of I wasn't surprised, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm trying is what I'm kind of like I kind like I was like there's no way he's not going to escape. And I think, like, that kind of took it away from me. I think I went in expecting something different, too. Mm-hmm. And then, and, like, it wasn't like I wasn't impressed, but, like, I also, like, wasn't impressed too much. But then, like, when I saw it, like, a whole year later, I was in a different mindset. And I feel like I could appreciate that movie a lot for a lot more for what it's doing in terms of, like, the narrative and a lot of the the kind of like breadcrumbs it gives you throughout the movie mm-hmm. and uh the comedy especially the second time i watched the movie i didn't i laughed like maybe twice the the first time i saw the movie and the theater i was in when i first saw it was really into it they were like really into this movie and like cheering and everything, and people were like, really? "No!" and stuff like that, bro. And well, yeah, it was it was pretty insane. And I like enjoy. I almost enjoyed watching everybody else watch the movie more than I enjoyed the movie. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. The second time I watched it, I was laughing like consistently, and I was like looking at it like more carefully, and I and I started just liking it a lot more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just I mean, I, that makes that makes sense. Yeah. There's just some movies that I like was not I just wasn't like super prepared, I think, to like watch and enjoy the movie the first time around. Yeah. It was definitely surprising though. There was a lot in there that I was like, huh. That's I would never have even thought to do something like that. Yeah. So, I was actually surprised that, like, there were there were more funny moments than I expected it to be. Like, I thought it was going to be this 100% serious movie, but there were a lot of, like, comic relief moments. 
<laughs> like with mm-hmm. his uh with his buddy. I love his friend so much. <laughs> yeah, his buddy played by Lil Rel Howery. What what the heck is his name? Rod. Rod. Rod or Ron? Like R O D. Yeah, Rod, Rod, yeah. Rod was freaking hilarious that whole movie. He was so great. Like everybody needs a friend like Rod. Yeah. <laughs> That was well, yo, and him doing his old little investigation and everything. I know. I was like, yes, you go, you find your friend, because nobody else apparently cares enough. I know that was so strange. I thought, and he was, what did he say? He goes, you know who De- Jeffrey Dahmer is? Oh my god, yes. <laughs> he used to take. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even like. He's just. He's just too much. And he was like, he's like, they're gonna take you in there and slave you, put you in a little sex dungeon. I know, I know, and like, I mean, you wasn't 100% accurate, but he basically knew what he was talking about. It's so, it was so weird. I remember, yeah, his scenes are just like, he has the funniest, most like, if anything, so Daniel Kaluuya is a great actor, right? And he kills it in this movie. Rod has all the standout scenes in this movie, though. Mm -hmm. Like, every single scene with him, like, blows the rest of the movie away in terms of, like, the enjoyment value that's in them. This is true. Yeah, you're right. Like, when he goes to the police lady, the police, to, like, tell them everything, and they just laugh at him. I thought she was taking him seriously. Oh, yeah, when she was like, let me call, let me call uh, some other people in here to hear this. Yeah. And then they come in, then they all laugh. And she's uh-huh. like, I told you. It was hilarious. He was like, don't say I don't do nothing for you. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, this movie, this is the movie that, like, people kind of, like, didn't see coming for Jordan Peele. Because... He he made his name on the on the comedy show Key and Peel, which is like a sketch comedy show. And I don't think ever, anybody really knew he had these like weird sci-fi thriller horror chops inside of him. Mm-hmm. And I think he made a pretty decent movie. I think he, he did too. Within like that genre, it's definitely like I think one of the things I'm like. When I see movies like this, I'm always, like, I go in kind of, like, ready to roll my eyes. Mm-hmm. Because they're, because I know, like, I'm ready for, like, some sort of, like, social message that's, like, just being, like, preached at me in the movie. Okay. Which I was scared of going into the movie. Because How do you I, feel? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I, just because I get, I just get freaked out. I've bad experiences with, like, overtly preachy movies that seem like they're going to be really promising. Like Snowden. Snowden's a, a, a great movie for, like, two-thirds, and the last third is just, like, preachy, preach, preach, and it kind of ruins the movie. I see what you're saying. I don't, I don't, think, I don't think I've seen that movie, but I can, I can understand what you're talking about. Yeah, but this movie didn't do that at all. It was, like... It definitely, like, you know, it has its, like, tongue-in-cheek jokes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of very clearly see what the movie is saying. But it does it well. Well, it, it does it, like, without, like, breaking the story. No, like, there's, there's enough going on so that 
you can still enjoy the movie, but you also, like, you can, like, subtle, not kind of subtly tell what they're trying to say. Exactly. And I think, uh, and there's, and there's a really good balance of, like, all that stuff in there. And especially with the comedy and the, and the horror part, that was something I was, like, surprised at how well it was, like, balanced. It wasn't, like, the movie wasn't, like, too funny that, like, when it wasn't funny, it was boring. It was able to, like, stay super funny and then also be really, like, kind of thrillery and weird. And both of those be just as interesting as the other. Yeah, I felt that, too. So what were your uh, favorite scenes in the movie? like I have favorite scenes but I definitely there were some scenes that like stood out or that I felt were interesting like the um the silent auction oh that That was crazy like it took me it took me like a couple seconds to figure out what they were doing and then when I did I felt like my whole body was like oh my gosh it's a freaking auction that's what's going on here that blew my mind that whole like Oh my goodness. I know. You know what I really like the the opening scene of this movie. With the guy walking down the street who gets abducted mm-hmm. by the guy in like the night helmet or whatever. Yeah. That when I saw that when the movie opened like that, I remember being like I'm in for something I'm not ready for. <laughs> oh no. So was that the brother that did the abducting? I don't know. It might have been. But like remember when when Chris was in the chair and he was talking to the blind guy mm-hmm. who like bought him, I guess. Um, he was saying that he was lucky he got stuck with Rose's way of bringing them in cuz the brothers weren't so great. So I wonder if like oh had Rose like kind of go out and flirt and lure them back in whereas the brother was just like screw this, I'm just going to take them. Wow. That's interesting. I never even really thought about that. Yeah, that's a, that's another thing about this movie, is this movie is dense with stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll kind of get to, like, a theory. We'll get to the stuff that I, that I think is going to blow your mind when I tell you about. But, okay. um, so... You like the silent auction. What was what was like anything else that like you really enjoyed? I was I was really interested like throughout the movie up until a certain point watching Rose and Chris interact. Mm. Because like I I heard like little bits about this movie before watching it and I couldn't like remember if she was in on it or if it was just something that her parents were doing. Yeah. And like I mean, I could kind of I kind of felt like she was pretty sketchy and I expected her to end up being a part of it, but I don't know, there were just things she would do here and there where I was like, "Hmm, I don't know if this is quite like genuine or if she's just playing a part or if she just is really like really just like this 
Yeah, that was when I was first watching the movie. It literally the twist when they do reveal that she is like, oh, we never said spoilers. Whatever. Get everybody's seen Get Out. Anyway. I mean, it's too. It's like almost three years old. I feel like it's okay to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. That when they reveal that she was like in on it the whole time, like I was not expecting that at all. No. No. That actually, like, surprised me when I saw it. And I remember being like, holy crap, her too? Like, (laughs) I thought it was something that, like, her parents were doing that, like, she wasn't, like, aware of. Hmm. And then when he was like, Rose, get the key. Rose, get the key. See, like, I don't know. Rose, get the key. Sorry, you cut out for a second. I didn't know you were talking. No, 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 you're good. Um. I thought maybe she just wasn't aware of it, or if, like, maybe they, like, hypnotized her into doing it. But then it was, then it was just, no, she really just is that person. And then there's the pictures, all the pictures of all the black guys. I know. Wait a minute, did that, that comes before the, wait a minute, so maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) comes before the what? That comes before that last scene where they all attack him, right? That's like right before that, yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, then I don't know. Maybe I don't know how I felt. Maybe I was surprised and maybe I was just like, still like, well, maybe all these black guys, maybe she's just into black guys and they just all, the family is just jacking them up and she wasn't aware. That's what I thought, too, but then, like, she brings, she brought the girl, she brought Georgina and Walter, the people who ended up being her grandparents, like, to the house, and they kept them around the house as, like, their quote-unquote, like, I don't know. Slaves? Like, yeah, sure, let's go with that. <laughs> um, I was going to say maids, but, like, that doesn't really make sense. No. Um, so she would have recognized them. Oh, wow. That's true, because he... he it, wow. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know what the heck I was talking about. Maybe I wasn't paying attention too hard the first time I saw the movie. Or maybe maybe it's, like, maybe that was the moment you realized, oh, my gosh, her, too. Like, when he looks yeah, in the box... Yeah, maybe it was that. Maybe it wasn't the, the last scene. <laughs> yeah, because then, at that point, you're like, oh, okay, so she's she's just as bad as the rest of them. And doesn't, like... Rod's character say something about a brother they knew who disappeared over there? Or disappeared, too? Yeah, the, the guy who got abducted in the... Oh, shoot! And then he was the guy who was like, get out! Get out! And the camera flash came on. Dude, the camera flash came on. And the look in this man's eyes was so sad. I know, it was like... Well, it was like, that's that little bit of him that was left. Mm-hmm. Like came out, and then that was like him in his like final last ditch attempt to like warn Daniel Kaluuya's character. I know. Which you think about now, and that's so like, it's like I'm shaking a little bit thinking about that. Like that. I find it crazy. Sorry. No, no, no. You can go. I find it crazy that he didn't use that attempt to run away. He used it to warn someone else. I think he knew he was a goner. He's like, there's no way I'm getting out of here. Probably, yeah. And he was just like, you gotta go. Oh, oh man. That's like, oh. 
my stomach is like doing weird stuff. Ugh, and then they took him back into the room. And I know, it's all jacked the, up. The freaking mom was like, oh, he's all better now. <sighs> His seizure is over. I'm like, woman, that's not the seizure. <laughs> you know what else was like really nuts? So you want to hear something crazy about... I don't know if you know this, but like the whole cool thing about like the guy who was running. Yeah, I was. Yeah, let. Yeah, I don't know what that was. So was like, his whole backstory is that he was an Olympic runner, and he lost to Jesse Owens. And okay. Jesse Owens, he's like a famous black Olympic runner. He he ran in the Olympics when Hitler when Nazi Germany was in the Olympics and, like, he, like, wiped the floor with Germany's runner and it was, like, ridiculous. And, Mm -hmm. like, it was, like, it angered Hitler, like, a lot. It's, like, a very historic thing. And um, So that's that's him, like, like, being put into, like, the black body and, like, him thinking and, like, being, like, oh, this is, like, the superior body. Like, him doing all that running at night is, like, him, like, essentially in his brain racing Jesse Owens still being like one day I'm going to beat you I see yeah that makes that scene a lot more meaningful yeah because at at first you're just like who the heck why is this dude running (laughs) well at first I was like all right is it like is it the original man that was in the body or is it the grandfather that's now taking over like who is the one doing the running yeah and it was the grandfather yeah it's so cool. There's a lot. There's a lot of of, of deepness in this movie mm-hmm. that you're like, yeah. Is there anything in the movie that you didn't like? Least favorite thing. Um. I mean, I don't think I can really say that there was anything I didn't like because everything kind of everything in this movie felt like it had a purpose. Uh, you know what I mean like everything kind of unless I'm missing something everything felt like it tied together pretty well to explain what was going on I feel you I feel virtually the same way Uh I think when it came out and I found out the stuff that we're going to talk about yeah I remember being like a little disappointed that it didn't dive deeper into, like, the world of these people. Like, of the family? Yeah. But I'm still, like... Well, not just the family, but, like, even everybody at the silent auction and stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel the same way you do. Like, everything in the movie makes sense. Everything in the movie works together. It's a very tight movie. Yeah. There's, like, not really any wasted space in this movie. This movie just goes, and it, like, knows where it's going, and everything, every single scene in the movie is, like, a push forward in, in the plot or the character and usually doing both at the same time. Right. The writers, the writers didn't use any fluff to, like, add time to the movie or, like, try and add something else that would be entertaining, I guess. Yeah. And this is one of the reasons why I think Jordan Peele, who wrote and directed this movie, I'm like, I get excited now when I see his name. When, like, like when Us came out, like, okay, after I saw this and after I saw Us, especially after I saw Us, 
Yeah. I was like, the, whatever the next movie Jordan Peele writes and directs, I'm in all the way. No questions asked. I can see why. Because, like, when Us came out, I remember being like, I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this looks like I don't even know what, which we will talk about next week, which is going to be crazy. You know what I realized we should have done? What? We should have watched Get Out and Us and then talked about them both at the same time. No, I think it's good that we split them up. <laughs> no? I think I think it's good that we split them up because I think next time when we talk about us and then I tell you all the connections, it's going to like, your mind's going to be blown. It might be too much information. You need to like sit. You need to like sit on each of these movies. To like digest? Yeah. Okay. Because if that I told sense. you everything right now, if you learned everything right now, it would be like, it might be like an overload. That's what it was for me. I, I was like, I don't even know what to think about anymore. You know what, I guess that's true. That way I can like learn about it and think about it, and then we'll actually have things to talk about. That way it's not just like us sitting here like, oh my gosh, what? Yeah, exactly. It'll become a whole episode of theories. So, okay. speaking sure. of theories, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get into the... My favorite part about this movie and us. Get okay. Out. Uh, let me just bring up Google real quick so I can make sure that I'm getting this stuff right. All right. Okay, so the silent auction, right? Yes. Everything that goes on with those weird people and then putting themselves in the black people's bodies or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Those, that whole group of people is called the Red Alchemist Society. Okay. And you know who they are? Who? They are descendants of the Knights Templar. Who, if you know anything about history or you've seen Indiana Jones, their whole goal is to find the Holy Grail. Yeah. The holy. Ugh, let me just make sure before I before I say something stupid. Before before I describe the holy grail. Yeah, yeah. Okay, the holy grail is exactly what I thought it was. Okay, the holy grail, if you know, is the cup Jesus drank out of during the Last Supper. And the whole idea is it grants eternal life. Mm-hmm. So. That's what they're after. That's like the Knights Templars goal has always been that so they're direct descendants and are like continuing that in their whole using science to transmit their consciousnesses into like the black people is to keep that going so they don't die out exactly mm-hmm. okay so that is their whole thing and that's why they're doing this which is pretty crazy oh okay So, I mean, that, that definitely makes it more interesting than just these are a bunch of crazy white people doing this just because. Yeah, just because it's like, no, these people have, like, a goal. And, mm-hmm. like, I guess there's a lot of, like, a lot of uh, weird secret society stuff that we're going to learn about, too, 
with us and then whatever Jordan Peele's third movie in this kind of universe is. Because... That'll be interesting. Yeah, I want him to, like... I want, like, an endgame level event <laughs> with, <laughs> with all these things and, like, oh take down of the secret society. Yeah. That's what I'm still waiting for in True Detective. There's this weird underground pedophile ring at the center of True Detective and, like... They only, like, ever really touch on it. And I'm like, when are we going to stop them? You're waiting for them to take them down. I'm waiting for, like, True Detective season 45 when they finally take down the pedophile ring. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's, like, all I wanted. That's what I thought season three was going to be about when they brought it up. I was like, oh, shoot, they're going to find it out, and they didn't. But anyway. Was that the season you were watching this summer? Yes. Okay. That was True Detective season three. How could I forget? You talked about it, like, literally every day. One child murder, one child disappearance. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That show is nuts. I'm literally about to re-watch True Detective season two. I'm feeling it. You had AJ so invested in that. He was invested. Like, every day he would ask you, have you solved it? Have you solved the murder yet? I'm like, no. I haven't, but I'm working on it. Yeah. Like, if I was actually doing all the work. <laughs> right, as if you, like, you would go back and you'd have, like, your notes spread out, and you're like, all right, I'm going to crack this today. I know it. If you want to see, though, you want to see real detective version of me, you should you should be uh, with me when I'm looking up, when I'm, when I'm doing research on, like, um, Michael Jackson. That must be an interesting version of you. When I'm doing Michael Jackson research or, like... Pizzagate research, mm-hmm. which Pizzagate is like, I don't know, it's become like a, a left joke about right, right people on the right and how they're conspiracy theorists. But, um, but nah, man, <laughs> that stuff, I get, I get into the whole, I get into that stuff. So, but anyway, anyway. But, but yeah, so that's like the big thing. That's why they have the night helmets. That's like the whole thing with the deer in the waiting room. Oh. And then I guess they all wear red and like some, I guess they all wear like some color of red on them or something like that. Like the Knights Templar shield, I believe, is like a white shield with a red cross on it. Let me look that up real quick. Knights Templar. Oh, there's... Yeah, yeah. They have a white shield with a red cross and stuff like that, so... Interesting. That is the whole explanation. So it's literally about the... Get Out is literally like some random person's run-in with people looking for who... He's like... He's, he uh, basically, we're watching a person become the victim of a larger conspiracy that they're unaware of. Oh, okay. So, That's a lot more. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Yeah. Wait, like, so- I, I wish that had been, like, clearer in the movie, I guess. Yeah, we only know this because of the Blu-ray. And Jordan Peele did, like, an interview in it. 
He did like commentary. And he talked oh, so about he, it. And he and that's he was like, Oh, this is surprise. Yeah, he like put all the pieces in place and I bet you in whatever the movie is that like is going to eventually like fully explain this, mm-hmm. there'll be that'll be the movie where we get like a legit scene that like calls back to get out and like explains that. And then a scene that like calls back to us and explains that. Probably, yeah. But it's crazy. It's insanity. It is. So apparently also everybody has a different sunken place. It's not the same for everyone? No. His is just... Chris's one is just him perpetually falling. But everybody would have a different one. That would make sense. Because everyone's subconscious is going to be different, so... Exactly. So that is... So... I don't know. It's really... This movie is very interesting. Another thing that happened is... um, in my In my, like very not professional internet research that I'm doing right now. <laughs> there was also going to be a scene, there was a scene in the trailer with a deer that was like a skeleton. And I don't know if you ever ever saw that or witnessed that, but it was like not even in the movie at all. And everybody And everybody was like, what the heck was up with that deer? Why didn't we see that? And like, people wanted to know what it was. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Peele goes, I asked that they didn't put that in the trailer, and they did anyway. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it was just supposed to be, like, I guess they, like, couldn't do it. Like, they didn't have enough money for them to do it. And then, it well, like, and then like, he decided, like, it also wasn't essential for, like, the movie. So he was like, forget it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, like, was that some sort of, like other metaphor that we just don't get to know about now. Well, I think that's the, well, I think, well, the thing is like, we already also do have the deer metaphor earlier in the movie. I think it was just going to build on that. And then there's like the deer in the waiting room when he's like tied to the thing. Yeah. And like, like he's the deer. He's the, he's the deer caught in the headlights. And that's like the whole thing. Like uh, one of like the most, you know, in the one of the most famous images of the movie is like his eyes, like and the crying. Oh yeah, you the, see that everywhere. Yeah, and that's the whole deer in the headlights look, and the whole I, and the whole movie is essentially a flip on that. Is like, what if the deer fought back? Interesting. Yeah. Like, I mean, you kind of see that when he he's staring at the deer after they hit it. Yeah. Like, it's kind of clear, like, okay, pay attention. And then it all kind of comes together when he's in the room and it pans from him to the deer. Yeah. I love that shot of of the deer on the highway dead. That was like... When I saw that, I was like, this is the type of creepiness that I want out of this movie. Right. And the whole reveal with the... <laughs> when they were, like, about to, like, cut... Oh man! When he comes out with the deer head and like stabs the guy, bro, you've never heard an audience cheer louder than the theater what? I was in when they did that. I can I can imagine. People were like standing up <laughs> and clapping. 
Like, people that legit clapped. Like, there was a huge round of applause in the theater. Because it was so satisfying. <laughs> I thought he was a goner for a second. There was a When it got to that part of the movie, that was, like, the one part where I almost questioned the ending that I knew was going to come. Which, which part? Was when, was when he was stuck in there. I was like, this, how is he going to get out? I was like, there's no way. Oh. I was like, I like in my brain, and then he like pulled the, and then he like he brilliantly um, put that like cotton in his ear and stuff like that. Yes. When he when he pulled it out of his when he pulled it out of his ears to like show you what he did, I was like, oh, smart, so smart. Which also could be a whole nother thing, a whole nother metaphor. Watch, I bet you Jordan Peele would be like, if I asked him, he'd be like, no, because there's a lot of things on like us. When I was, like, mm-hmm. watching the um, stuff for us where he was, like, that was totally accident. Oh, no, no. There was a video he did um, where he read people's theories about Get Out and us. Yeah. And, um, or people's theories about Get Out in preparation for us. And he goes, that was totally by accident. <laughs> <laughs> and people would come up with stuff. He's, like, nice catching that, but I didn't mean it. They're, like, sitting there, like, going over it, analyzing everything. And he's, like, uh, yeah. Nope, that was just a thing. Yeah, he was like, that just happened to be there. But uh, that's cool. I mean, of course I knew. Of course I did that. Of course I put right, that there. Like, totally on purpose. So, you know, it's also really... Cr- and then the ending scene. Brilliant. With him oh on gosh, the road. Yes. yes. Brilliant diversion of expectations and then complete, like, super satisfying ending with Rod. Yes. Showing up to save him. This I was, is, um, I can't even, like, tell you the relief that I felt when I saw Rod get out of the car <laughs> and not some random policeman. We're TSA. We handle crap. <laughs> that was so good. Yes. That was so good. Laura Howry kills his performance. He's awesome. He, he does. He was amazing. And then, amazingly... This movie was not forgotten by the Oscars. Was nominated for Best Motion Picture of the Year. Wait, let me see. Hold on. I'll tell you everything it was nominated for. It was nominated for Best Motion Picture of the Year, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Actor in a Leading Role for Daniel Kaluuya. Uh And it won Best Original Screenplay. Seems about right. I feel like there was something I was upset that didn't win that award. (laughs) Let me look that up. Because I remember being upset. Probably. This is always a case with me. Anybody who knows me, I'm always upset during the Oscars. You are. You're just like this constant ball of frustration every time it comes up. Well, because they always pick stupid stuff. And I'm always... (laughs) Okay, hold on. Let me see if this is the right ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was a good year. That was a good year for movies. Call Me By Your Name was that year. Dunkirk. 2017. Huh? Yep, 2017. Yeah, we had Call Me By Your Name, Dunkirk, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards, The Post, which totally shouldn't have been nominated. 
and Darkest Hour, which also shouldn't have been nominated, but was a good movie. Very enjoyable movie. Best original screenplay. Let me see, let me see, let me see. Was that all the way at the beginning? Yeah, they do these writing awards like at the beginning of the ceremony. <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, okay. So what was also nominated for best original screenplay was The Big Sick, which, um, have you seen that movie? No. With the, oh, you haven't? Uh, I don't think so. With the Palestinian guy and the white chick and like. Oh my gosh, no, you, I remember you told me like the entire, not the entire plot, but you told me a good chunk of it and I always meant to watch it. That's a good movie. But it was Get Out, The Big Sick, Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, and Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And the controversial one was Three Billboards. That was the movie that, like, people were, like, vehemently upset about. Yeah. And it, when it won the Golden Globe for Best Picture, everybody was like, whoa, no. Why no. were they upset about it again? They said it was racist, but I've never heard a good argument as to why that movie is racist. Oh. To this day, I'm confused about that. About, about that. Huh. I can't explain it. There's, like, no explanation that works. And an art teacher at, at NECC tried to do it to me and be like, That's right. all the colored char- oh, the colored characters. She didn't say colored. She's not, she's not, she, she wouldn't do that. <laughs> she was like, all the, all the people of color who were characters were like in like these secondary or tertiary roles. I'm like, yeah, but the movie's not about them. Right. So I was like, what is your argument? I was like, they, I was like, they literally made it a point in the movie to talk about how racism disproportionately affects colored people in terms of law enforcement than it does white people. Kind of sounds like the opposite of racist. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the heck. Everybody was saying it's problematic. Mark Kermode, one of my favorite movie critics, who works on B, who works at BBC Four, he was like, "There's no movie. There's no issue with that movie. There's never been an issue with that movie. I still don't see an issue with that movie, and I don't know why there's an issue." Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, like, because it's America, like, we can't not talk about race and literally everything. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I know what you mean. Yeah, like that's one thing I've noticed. Like it always comes up even when it's not even something that like anybody's thinking about. That's true. Like they force it to come up. Exactly. But you know what was crazy though? The best adapted screenplay nominations that year? Mm-hmm. Call Me By Your Name, Logan, The Disaster Artist, which is a movie about literally the most famous bad movie ever, which is The Room, right? So they did a whole movie about the making of The Room with James Franco and Seth Rogen and Dave Franco. Okay. It's insanity. That movie's hilarious. You should watch it. (laughs) That movie is ridiculous. And then Molly's Game, which I watched recently. Molly's what? Molly's Game. Oh. So it's a it's about this chick who was a, who was gonna be an Olympic skier and then, or I think she was an Olympic skier and then like, 
she injures herself and then like she can't ski and then she makes a lot of money in the illegal gambling operation that she starts. And um, oh. yeah. Yeah, so there was that movie, which actually isn't that good. <laughs> and then Mudbound, which is this Netflix movie I didn't see. But Call Me By Your Name won for that. For the best adapted? Yeah. But in, but in everybody's heart of hearts, we know that if Logan had won, that would have been like the biggest party <laughs> in the universe would have happened that night. If, Most likely. If Logan had... I remember my, my uh, boss came up to me when we were watching, when we were talking about the nominations, like literally the day before the Oscars. Uh-huh. And he comes up to me, and we were talking, and he goes, if Logan, won, if Logan wins Best Adapted Screenplay, it doesn't matter what wins the rest of the night, it'll be the greatest night in history. <laughs> Man, people were like... They were rooting for that real hard. I definitely... I think Logan got snubbed for a lot of awards. Why do you think that? Huh? Why do you think that is? I think just, it's still like the Academy still doesn't respect movies about comic book characters. Oh. And they never can. They just, it, they can't get past it. It's the reason why Infinity War wasn't nominated for Best Picture, even though I don't think it, even though... Black, it's weird because Black Panther got nominated, but Black Panther got nominated obviously because of what it was, mm-hmm. which was like a movie for the first like black superhero movie, which it really isn't, but like it was the first like super like big one, I guess. That was like well done, you know what I mean? Because like we had Blade and like the Blade movies are all right. And then we had like Spawn and Spawn wasn't a great movie. <laughs> So, like, it was like, oh, black people have a really good Marvel movie now? We have to nominate that. Even though Infinity War was, like, the better movie that year. Right. It's the reason Endgame probably won't get nominated for Best Picture, which I still am not, like, 100% sure it should. But but if it was, like, Endgame and Black Panther came out in the same year, I'd be like, if you, did, if you nominated Black Panther, I'm like, yo, you're making a mistake. <laughs> But yeah, but I think Logan should have been nominated for Best Director. Even though I'm like, who would I have replaced for their Best Director spot for, for James Mangold? And I think Daphne Keene should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I think Patrick Stewart should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor. And I think Hugh Jackman should have been nominated for Best Actor. Yeah, I can agree with that. I think all of that should have happened, and none of that happened. Who would I have taken out of the best actor in a supporting role? I would have totally thrown out Woody Harrelson's performance in Three Billboards completely. Really? For Patrick Stewart. I would have thrown it out completely. And then for best actress in a supporting role, I would have taken out Octavia Spencer completely in For the Shape of Water because she plays herself okay. in every movie. Okay. So I would have been like, no, get out. You were better in um, the movie la- the movie the year before. Um, 
the movie about the three NASA girls. <laughs> I can't remember <laughs> what it's called. I, I, I remember what you're talking about, but... Yeah. I would, it, I would have replaced her with Daphne Keene, 100%. And then for best actor... I'm not going to lie, I would have taken out probably Denzel or Daniel Kaluuya for Get Out. You would have swapped those two? I would have swapped one of those two for Hugh Jackman any day. Because the other ones are like Timothy Chalamet and Daniel Day-Lewis and Gary Oldman. And they were all incredible. Yeah, Yeah, they, they deserve their spot there. Yeah, I don't even like, you don't even like, Daniel Kaluuya does great in his in in get out but it's not like perform career best performance for daniel kaluuya like nobody's thinking that no probably not no but anyway out of 10 what would you rate get out Hmm. i feel like my first instinct is to give it like a seven a seven wow seven that's maybe. low <laughs> well i don't i don't know i mean it was a really like i don't know i i'm i'm just saying like that's low that's, considering where it is everybody hold, holds it well it's not like i think there was anything wrong with it and it's not like it's not like i think it's bad i guess it's just you like it's good but it's not like so good Kind of, it's it's like I feel like it's the kind of movie that you watch when you want to have a conversation with someone. Hmm. Like when you want to discuss something with someone, if that makes sense. Yeah. But like, okay, that's interesting. Like if I'm if I'm sitting at home and I want something on, or if I'm gonna like, if I want, I will. I don't know, man. I don't rate things a lot, so <laughs> I'm just going to go with the seven and leave it at that. The seven, wow. I'm I, I'm a nine out of ten for this movie. Really? Yeah. After the second time I had watched it at Best Picture Showcase, I was like, this movie's amazing. I don't even know why, why I doubted it the first time. Mm-hmm. I think it's got a lot of depth. I think it's insanely funny when it wants to be. And it's insanely like thrilling and heart pulse pounding when it when it needs to be. And I love its ability to like put all these clues in place to build its world. And I like its twist. I think it's directed well. I think it's written very well. I love all the shots and I love most of the shots in the movie. It's like it's just a house. So I'm like, you know, it's just a house. But like. But still, there's some shots in there that I'm like, dang. Like the deer and everything. That's true, yeah. I, I appreciate this movie a lot more now than I think I ever did. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really brilliant. Is it a perfect movie? I don't think so. But I think a lot of that might have to come down to like my personal preference about whether or not I, whether or not I think it could have done more in the world-building side. Uh, yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. But it's also like really tight. It's just it's it's awesome, but it's not like it didn't do for me like what Interstellar does for me or other like perfect movies. Where like uh, it doesn't make me like 
I like Get Out, but it's also not the movie that makes me like want to go out and make movies. Right. That's the movie that makes me just want to watch more movies. <laughs> yeah. So. I did appreciate all the little hints that they gave all throughout the movie that, like, like after I watched it, I feel like ever since I've watched it, things have just kept coming back in my brain for me to, like, go in and think about it. I'm like, oh, wait, so that meant this or like you know like it all makes sense after you watch it and I feel like if you go back and watch it a second time a lot of things are gonna make way more sense yeah like with um when Chris and Rose were going around at the like quote family gathering and they were like talking to all the people and at first you think like oh it's just you know like these white people they don't know how to talk to her black boyfriend but they were, like, sniffing him out, trying to see if, like, if he would be the one that they wanted to put themselves into. Yeah. Like, the golfer guy or, like, the other dude who was, like, oh, black is in fashion or he's, it's, like, back in style or something like that. Yeah. Or, or the one relative, the one relative that, like, we all thought at first she was just way too, like, nosy about their sex life and she's, like... She's, like, feeling his muscles, and she's, like, is it really better? And I think that's because, like, she was going to put her husband in him. Yeah. She's, like, all right, so am I going to enjoy this dude's body? Am I going to, like, is this the one that I want him to go into? Yeah, which is so, like, creepy. <laughs> it's really disturbing. That is, like, uh That lady creeped me out. <laughs> when I saw that movie, I was, like, yo... I was just, like, wrong on so many levels. But yeah. but she was, like, it was like they were, you know, shopping. Yeah, exactly. They were, like, is this the product that is right for me or, like, whatever. Which is so messed up. So, question. Mm-hmm. Do you think they ever find the Holy Grail in the future? I hope not. <laughs> you don't want I, this? I hope not. They don't deserve this. They don't deserve it? No! That's they don't deserve eternal life. They're, they're stealing other people's... They don't even get to complete their first life. They're stealing it from them. I know. It's, uh... It's wild. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wow. So you don't think they do it? Well, I don't know if... Well, can they, though? Because... The guy who is able to put them inside of other people's bodies is dead. Yeah. Well, there's probably more operations like that. Probably. I'm wondering why they're in America. What do you mean? Like, I want to know how close they are that they're in America doing this. You're saying that either means they're really far or really close yeah like is the holy grail in america and we don't know about it or are they just like shipping people to like the middle east and africa to go find it maybe they're just here to get people and then go that's true you know like they could just stay here until they have enough bodies and then take a plane out there make us the movie jordan peele explain to us well, where would it be in America if that's where the Holy Grail was? I have no clue. 
Indiana Jones's freaking mailbox. Probably. Man, you still have to see Raiders of the Lost Ark and The yeah. Last Crusade. That's the movie with the Holy Grail is The Last Crusade. Yeah, I need to see that one. Even the Indi- even even the Indiana Jones movie that I watched, that was like too long ago. I just need to watch all of them. Yeah, you should. The, those movies are great. Even though everybody hates the fourth one, which I actually saw in theaters as a child. The I like one. I even like that movie. Which one's that one? The one with the aliens. The one that okay. you saw. Oh, okay. It was that one. Why did why did people hate that one? It was just like too people didn't like the ending with the aliens. People didn't like the there's some there's some goofy stuff in that movie. I'm not gonna lie, like Shia LaBeouf swinging on vines with monkeys. That was a little weird. But I yeah, think yeah, I definitely rewatch these because I don't remember that at all. You don't remember that? It's insanity. But like, no. I, don't, <laughs> I I I I like it though. I, I it's fun. It's fun for me. But anyway, mm-hmm. so that was our get out episode. Yes. I can't wait to do us next week. I know. I'm excited to watch this movie and finally see what the heck's going on. That is the one I'm the most excited to do. Yeah. This month, maybe. Really? Like, like of all the movies, like of the four movies we're doing this month, I think I'm the most excited to rewatch us and talk about that. Huh, I would think it would be... I would think the fourth week would be the one you're most excited for. I know, but I'm think like, Us is really, like, I love the movie we're going to do the fourth week, which you guys will see. But Us is, like, that movie gets my brain working in a way that, like, it doesn't usually work when I watch movies. Oh, okay. And there's a lot of theories about that movie that are just, like, mind-blowing. So. Cool. But, Yeah. So thank you guys for listening to us on Couple yeah. Critique Episode 2. This was fun. Yes, it was. Hopefully you guys keep listening. Share with your friends. Yes, tell people. Because we're uh, working really hard watching these movies. <laughs> I know, right? This is just ugh, exhausting. Exactly. But for real, we would appreciate your support. Keep listening every week. Donate to us. I think there's a donate link in the descriptions of this podcast. So maybe become a, 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 a subscriber. Yes, or send us um, recommendations of movies or TV shows or books that you would like to hear us discuss. Yes, yes, yes. And you can do that at gmail at gmail.com. Oh, my God. At critique, <laughs> critique, <laughs> at critique couple at gmail.com. Not couple critique, but critique couple, because somebody had couple critique on already. So, like, I want to know what they're doing with that email. I'm gonna, I'm about to buy that email domain from them. (laughs) Anyway, Uh thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Yes. Bye. Bye.